We'll, we'll do a review of the Maimer Posach uh, Eliyahu Antuchad. This is actually a, a piece of the Zohar that we say on uh, Mincha, and uh, it uh, provides us some of the uh, principles of how uh, Hashem uh, created the ten Sfirot and uh, connects with this Sfirot, etc., you know, always a mimer has to have a connection to a pasuk, really, of the parsha. It's connected to the portion of Ayedo. Uh so we find a connection to the parsha. So really, this mimer is split into two. Uh, the second mimer will mo- will discuss the actual uh, parsha. Uh, the first mimer just barely hints it at the end. Uh, he just gives a mention of it. Um, uh, basically, we find the story in the Torah in this week's parsha about the people of Sodom that they were very evil, mean people, and uh, and God wanted to destroy Sodom, and He was uh, having this uh, a discussion with Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu trying to defend them. But originally, the verse says that Hashem said, "Let me descend and let me see." So uh, this whole language of let me descend and let me see, I mean, why does Hashem have to descend and why does Hashem have to see? Doesn't Hashem know what the real situation is? But anyways, the next mimer is going to discuss that, but as far as this mimer goes, uh, we're basically going to talk about how the uh, Midos uh, of Hashem, the Sfirot of Hashem, they descend uh, into this world, there is the Midas of Chesed, there is the Midas of Gevura, and Judgment, and then there is the Midas of Chesed, there is the Midas of, of, of Rachamim. It, it basically, what it comes out to the end is that uh, the descent is from the Midas of Chesed um, to see, uh, what is it to see? To see that even compassion doesn't work over there. Uh, he talks about there is the attitude of chesed, which is just to give without any limitation, and then you have the uh, attitude of uh, gvura, which is to limit only to people who are deserving it, and then there is the mida of uh, rachmanus, uh, compassion, which is even if you don't deserve and still uh, to give, and uh, and and that's supposed to be the balance, but that's going to be mostly in the second mimer. In this mimer, He's going to explain the uh, the statement that Eliyahu, who said, this is the quoted in the Zohar, the, the, the Zohar quotes Eliyahu as saying, and he says, Anthu Chad, he says, you are one. And Veloi B'chushban, Veloi B'chushban means you are not one in a counted form. Like sometimes you say one, two, three, four, you are one. Only basically, not an account, and then it says, "Ant who the apikas asar tikunim." You are the one that set forth ten tikunim. So notice over here, the sfirot are referred to as tikunim, as corrections or um, a weighing of uh, adornment, as we will see. One adorns with them. So the sfirot are called the Tikunim. So, basically, what he's trying to explain, 
what is the meaning of uh, tikkunim? We have to, uh, he's going to explain that there is like by the soul, he says, so you have various different powers that the soul possesses. So say like the soul is trying to bring from the human being, and by the human being, and that will give us a, uh, a little bit of an understanding what it means, the idea of tikkunim by the spirit. So by a person, uh, you have the soul. The soul is not divided into any categories. We know that there is powers of intellect, there are powers of emotion. Uh, They are considered garments. The soul dresses up into the intellect, into the emotion. It's not that the soul itself has emotions in it. It's not made up of emotions. It's not made up of intellect. It's a simple, the essence of the soul is simple, which means it has no parts. It's not part, it's not been partitioned, the soul itself. But when we say that the soul understands it has an intellect and it has an emotions, that only means that it dresses up in the intellect. The simple soul, which is not broken up, is not made up of, of, of intellect and emotion, dresses up and functions through the intellect and the emotion. He also said like this, basically there's two categories uh, of items that the soul uses. Mostly we say, we have you have thought, speech, and action. Those are called the garments. And then you have the intellect and the emotions. So, But these are two different categories of garments. The garment of thought, speech, and action that the soul uses, they are considered to be totally, sep- totally separate from the soul itself. So it's like a strange garment putting on something else which is distant from them. But when we talk about the soul dressing up in the intellect, it's also a uh, strange, it's also a, a garment, but it's not a straight, a strange garment. That's why they're called tikkunim. It's not called levushim. Levushim would mean garments, this is called tikkunim. Tikkunim is meaning like the uh, one who dresses up gets sort of fixed through them. Say, for example, a person puts on jewelry or a person uh, puts on nice clothing. So the nice clothing are not just strange of him, but the uh, they... Um, they impact the soul in the sense that the soul adorns with them. Uh, so there are certain expressions, tikkunim, and we call them over here, which actually impact the soul. In other words, the soul has, it's not the soul itself, but the soul will sort of react uh, to what takes place in the body, even though the body and the soul 
are two separate pieces, and the soul dresses up in the body, but yet the body and the soul fuse together in a much stronger way than you can say the body with its uh, thought, speech, and action. Uh, you see that in various different ways uh, that uh, A, the um, what happens to the body impacts the soul, and we also see that the soul is so connected that as soon as you want to do something, it does it immediately without any delay. So the reason that it can happen so is because there's a fusion, there's a union over here, which is very powerful. So meaning that the body is a garment to the soul, the soul dresses up in the body, but there is a complete fusion there. Uh, he wants to say this, a similar idea is when we talk about the intellect and the motion of the soul, while they fuse with the soul itself, but they're not the soul itself. The soul uses its intellect and emotion no different than a person who is standing there with a uh, with an axe and and and, and digging or uh, uh, chopping up wood. So the the the, 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 the tool, the axe, isn't considered anything independent. The person uses it fully. Um, so, therefore, he says, this is used by the, the intellect and the emotion is used by the soul. But the soul itself is not intellect. It fuses with it, but it's not intellect and emotion. The reason we're discussing this is because we're going to say the intellect and the emotion of the spheres of that silas, how it relates to the their soul, to the infinite, to the Ein Sof. That's why we're discussing this over here. Uh, but we can't say that the soul itself is intellect or the soul itself is emotions because intellect and emotions change. There is times when the person is excited and not. There's uh, big emotions, small emotions. There's uh, intellect changes. The essence of the soul doesn't change. That remains as is. The effect of the body uh, is not going to change the soul. You know, the soul is not changed. The soul remains as it is. And Basically, the soul itself doesn't dress up. The soul gives out gives out energies which dress up in the body and fuse with the body. Uh, so we have here two things over here. So we have here the intellect and the emotion of the soul, which are the ones that expand from the soul and dress up in the body. But yet we're saying that these intellect and emotion that led in the body are not like the garments of thought, speech, and actions, which are totally separate, but yet they're connected. So basically, we wanted to give, we're giving an example, the Alter Rebbe is giving an example over here from the uh, physical, the way we see the soul, and then we have its intellect and emotion. And then we have its fusion with the body. And then we have versus 
the speech, thought, and action, which are called the levushim, we're going to use all these uh, differences to understand the way it is above. So the way we talked about it here, you have the soul, we'll call that A. The soul has powers, which is the intellect and the emotions, we call that B. Those are separate, but they are powers from the soul. Those powers uh, dress up, and that will be in uh, C. That would be the uh, the power of 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 of, of, of in, in the body, in the understanding and and the emotion, uh, how they fuse with the body, and then we have D. We have the level of levushim of garments, which are separate. That's the thought, speech, and action. So now we'll understand it also as far as the ten sfirot go. So we have in atzilut. They're called tikkunim. They fuse like in the intellect and the emotions, like we talked about in the uh, body, the connection between the soul and them in a much deeper way. And the way it comes out in Bri, Tzira, Asiya, over there they're like the garments. Over there they're the Machshava, Dibra, So, point A, like we talked about before, the soul itself, if we talk about the world, Antu Chakim, that means Ant, ant is you. You, that's point A, which is the infinite light. So from the infinite light, there are powers of Chakim. What it means that it descends from the level of Ant, from the Hashem, from the Ein Sof, to become in a level of Chakim. But still, we don't really refer to this as really Chokhmah. It's not the known Chokhmah. It's only the source for Chokhmah. So which means that later on in Bri, Yitzir, and Asiyah will have Chokhmah. That comes from the Chokhmah of Atzilus. So, how could we essentially say about something which is such a big distance from Chokhmah de Atzilus, that when it comes down to, it's not really Chokhmah, but we're calling it Chokhmah because from it comes the levels of Chokhmah, Breed, Sira, but in essence we're saying that it's not really Chokhmah. That relationship, the Rebbe, Al-Rebbe demonstrates this with an example, showing you that while it's a, such a distance, and yet they're connected to each other. Take the sweetness, he says, from an apple, right? So a sweetness of an apple is something that you can taste with your gums. It's tasty. Uh, but is there any uh, sweetness in the, in, the, in, the, in the earth that's growing the apple? Uh, or what about the, um, we know there's a spiritual um, sort of muzzle uh, which is uh, uh, grows the apple. Is there any sweetness over there? What is what is the what is the uh, sweetness? Uh, how does the sweetness come uh, from? Where does it? Where, where does the sweetness of the apple come from? So, 
Sweetness comes from the level of chesed. Bitterness comes from the level of gavuras. They are spiritual matters. But as they descend from level to level, so from chesed comes sweetness. Notwithstanding that it's a uh, totally, but it's the same, in the same category, it's in the same line, it's in the same chemistry, it's the same characteristics. You have kindness and sweetness. They're different. The sweet apple physically is infinitely distant, but it's still in the same same line. And like in sweetness itself, he says you have different sweetnesses. So sometimes an idea, oh wow, that's so sweet. Uh, you get a beautiful idea. Sometimes you have a, a, a delight from a beautiful song that you hear, you know, that comes from the heart. So a song comes from the heart. An intellect comes from the mind. So you're bringing different uh, levels. They're all in the same category. They all line up. They all are level of chesed. And even though uh, there is infinitely letter, le- levels between them, but yet there is the same uh, same thing. The same thing is when we're talking about chokhmah over here. What are we saying? We're saying chokhmah over here comes from chokhmah da'atzilus. It's not really compare. This is a totally different Chochmah. But yet it, it becomes a source for this Chochmah. But there's a difference the way Chochmah of Bia relate to Chochmah of Atzilus, and the way Chochmah of Atzilus relates to Keser, to the level which is higher than Chochmah. Because over there to become Antu Hakim for Ant to, to come down for Hashem, the Insof, to be a Hakim, there has to be a tremendous descent from the level. Unlike the great descents, which is from Chochmah Vatsilus to Biyad, there is even a greater and an infinitely greater descent from the level of Ant Insof till it becomes to the level of Chochmah. And that's why we call that a great humility for Hashem, because it's a tremendous, uh, it's a tremendous descent to come from the level of chokma and to uh, and from Enso, from Keser to come down to chokma. And the Rebbe actually says that the word atzilut comes also from the meaning of lowering oneself down. He finds in the Torah we find the language va'atzalti min haruach. When the people were asking Moshe Rabbeinu for meat, Moshe Rabbeinu was complaining to Hashem, he says, how can I provide the meat? Because meat wasn't, Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't lower himself down to the level of the needs of meat that was not in his world, not in his sphere. He couldn't relate to them, to that need. So Hashem says, well, gather 70 people and they will be with you. And then he says, I will separate and lower your level into them, which means that Hashem is going to make Moshe Rabbeinu's level into a lower level, so that they too, but they they didn't go up to Moshe's level, he brought it down. The idea of Atzilut is a descent of the Ein Sof to dress up in Chochmah, and that's why the 
Ten spirit of Atzils are called Tikunim. They're no longer Ein Sof. They're called Tikunim. They're just, they are garments also because the Ein Sof had to go through a tremendous symptom as we will see. But yet, they're not totally Levushim, not separate, not like Bri, Tzira, but they're in Atzilus. They're still united just like we say the soul fuses with its Chochma and its its in its midas. And that's why we say we started off by saying Antuchad Hashem is one, but he's not accounted, he's only, which means you're not part of the ten sfirot. The ten sfirot are the order of the Ishtal Shalut, evolution. And over here there is a whole different uh, level. It's yesh me'ayin. It's not evolved. It doesn't involve, it doesn't come through hishtalshalut. It comes through yesh me'ayin. A total uh, break. It just comes like something from nothing. And he says like this, you should know that there is the level of keter between each one of these levels. But it's a total different level of tzimtzum. The way the Keter comes from one level to the other level, which means it comes, when it comes from the higher level, from Atzilut to Bria, from Bria to Yitzira, even though there is a level of Keter, there's a level of Tzimtzum over there. But there is a difference, because in order to be Atzilus, there needed to be a total Tzimtzum, an empty space. But when we talk about the Tzimtzum of Bria, Yitzira, Siya, over there is not an empty space, over there it's like with a curtain that separates. So when the light comes through the curtain, it is still the same light, but it's a secondary light because it's gone through uh, the curtain, so it's gone through transformation. The Rebbe spends some time now explaining the difference between the symptom of a parsa, of a curtain, of a cover, and the symptom that was in the Ein Sof, the Mokim Ponu. When we say Or Ein Sof, the infinite, uh, that means that it has the power to, 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 to shine and to create. We say like before the world was creation. The world of creation is that the ability who Ushmoi, who is the Ein Sof, is himself, and the Shmoi is the Ein Sof, which is, who is his essence? The infinite by himself. And Shmoy is the Ein Sof within that Musa. So, the Shmoy is that which has the potential to be revealed. Say, for example, he is, you have the sun itself, the ball of the sun, the luminary of the sun, and then you have the shine of the sun, the capacity of the sun to produce that shine of the sun. The sun, when it shines, is called oir, light. The daytime, Hashem calls it oir, there's light. That represents the expansion when the shine shines in the world. But the sun itself is called a luminary, it's called a moir. So in the Ein Sof itself, the oir which expands the light from it, uh, the that's called the light, that's called the oirin sof. 
But Hashem himself is called the Moir. He's sort of the luminary. He's the source of the light. So this Simtsum that we're talking about in, the, in, Ke- in Keter, before the world was created, uh, in, in the beginning, was a Simtsum in the infinite light. What does it mean, a Simtsum in the Eren Sof? Which means instead of the sun shining, the sun stopped shining. Instead of the Ein Sof shining out, it got included back into its source. Because the world cannot receive the light the way it shines with the powerful light, the way it's from uh, the, the essence with the powerful light. So therefore it's sort of retracted within itself, that Eirin Sof. Uh, he says, but don't mistake this, it's not a symptom in the luminary, it's a symptom only in the oil, in the expression, light that comes from here. And that's why we call it an empty space, a hollow space, because there is no more expression of the luminary over there, but there is an empty space from that, from that, from that shine. It doesn't mean that there's no luminary there. The luminary, there, the luminary never left there. The atmos is always there all the time. It's only that the expression of the atmos that didn't come. So, in a lot of times you see. Like, let's say for example, uh, the various different uh, powers of the soul and the body. So, it has the ability to vitalize, but if it doesn't vitalize, it doesn't do it, so it's, it's hidden. Say for example, a person who can teach something. So, when he's teaching wisdom, you can see that he's a wise person. But what happens when he's not teaching? You don't see. It's only his potential. He has the potential. Let's say, take an example about the eye, for example. You have the ability to see. What happens when you close your eye? You still have the full capacity to see, but yet, you're not going to see until you open your eyes. Same thing is the power to walk. If you don't walk, you don't see that power, but you still have that. So when we talk about the tzimtzum and the erin sof, which means now it became potential. It's not actually shining. It could shine at any time, but it became the potential. That's called an empty space relative to the light that is no longer there shining. There's no revelation. There's no gilui. It doesn't mean that there's really an empty space because the essence of Hashem, the Ein Sof, is still there. So, we're just saying that it's an empty space from that expression. There's no more expression. It was sort of in, included back into the Ein Sof without shining outside. Uh, and it wasn't even in a level of a Hakim Yidi. You couldn't even tell that it's there until it had to descend the levels of Anukudim, the Kudim, Abrudim, the Atik has all the different levels. And then you have the level in which you open up your eyes, sort of, you know, where, uh, uh, which you uh, created, it, it went through a whole bunch of different levels until it came down into these levels that actually should be uh, the world in this context. And 
further, how this doesn't match up, it goes on with the uh, between Atzilus and Bria, which we have those curtains, that's not in such a way that the light was totally removed, but that's like when a teacher is trying to teach uh, his student and brings an example from other matters, which are really not related to this idea, but he has, in order for the student to understand it, he has to bring him from, he interrupts with other things. So that means the parsa between Atzils and Berila is sort of, you're interrupting that light with other things, with sidetracking it, uh, because it can't receive the light of Chochmah and Atzils, so you, you dress it up and you sidetrack it. So the, only through the parsa that you can actually get it. So, while in a way, it's also called something from nothing because it's like a distracted light which comes, but yet when the child uh, uh, as understands the example, he actually uh, is sort of a renewed light by him. Now he gets it, so there's like a renewed light. That's the light of, of Bria. And, and basically... Uh, He's saying that still, uh, while we have this big difference between Keser and Atsilus, much greater than the difference between Atsilus and the worlds that follow, but yet Hashem fuses with that level of Tikkunim. They become corrections. They all in, Hashem leads all the worlds through them. He 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 becomes it's. It's not like the vessels are, the Atsilus is running, Hashem fuse, Hashem runs it with them. And he gives various different other examples over there. Uh, and then he brings it back to the Parsha, but uh, that will leave for, for the next time.